You are listening to Did You Hear? 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 The Johnson County Library Podcast. This is your Library Insider. Hey, everybody. It's Jamal with the Weekly Word. Palindrome. Word, phrase, or sequence that reads the same backward as forward. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Did You Hear? I'm Dave Carson, and this is your Library Insider. Today, we get behind the scenes of our Youth Fantasy Writing Contest. And to do that, we're going to, a little bit later, hear from some of the winners. That's right, you're going to hear kids reading their work. Uh, They phoned in, and uh, you'll, you'll be able to hear all of those great stories. But to hear a little bit more about the contest and everything around it, we've brought in Tiffany Rennie. How are you, Tiffany? I am great. Thank you for having me today. So which branch do you work at and what position are you? I work at the Blue Valley branch and I'm a youth information specialist there. So tell us one thing about Blue Valley that that um, is unique. Blue Valley has a really awesome patron base. Like we have youth that just love to read. Uh, So we're always, it's really fun as a librarian to work there because you get to do a lot of readers advisory and find out what kids are reading and into these days. Yeah, it also has a pretty unique shape to the library. We do. It's a unique shape. And we have a very popular stuffed animal named Stanley that gets lots and lots of love pre-COVID. Of oh, really? Course. What now? What What is Stanley? Stanley is a stuffed giant horse that the kids come and visit regularly. And he even oh, has that's... his own name badge and everything. So <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> huh. Well, so let's talk about the Youth Fantasy Writing Contest. And uh, who exactly was this for? So the fantasy writing contest was for children ages uh, third grade to eighth grade. Uh, Johnson County has a really great uh, literary magazine called Elementia for our teen patrons, and we wanted to be able to offer something that would allow our younger voices to be heard. And so that's why we picked that age range. And and so when when was this contest? It's it's over now. It is over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we ran it, uh, it opened June 1st, and it closed July 10th, and then we had the banquet announcing our winners online during the final summer extravaganza, so I believe that was August 8th. Okay, and about how many participants did you did you get? We had 26 entries. Oh, year. great. Yeah. And so uh, how how did you determine uh, who the winners were? What kind of process was that? Was there a committee that reviewed all the work? Well, yes, there was a committee. We have through Elementia, um, the teen literary magazine, they have a uh, board of teen editors. And so we actually had our teen editors for the Elementia magazine judging our youth writing contest. And it was really good practice for them. And um, they give the pieces more of a, a youthful I. Um, so it was a great opportunity all around to have these teens judging the contest, and uh, it was really fun, and they enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, it really fits in with uh, our summer reading theme, right? Um, it does. Imagine your story. 
imagine your story. So this fantasy contest was focused on fairy tales, folklore, and myth. And so we had a lot of diversity in our stories, which was fun. Neat. And so uh, just, I hate to put you on the spot, but I mean, how, how, how is the quality of the writing of Johnson County Youth? It's, it's really amazing. They're an imaginative bunch of people. Uh, we had a lot of uh, illustrated work, too. So they would write, but they would also draw pictures around what they had written. So they could submit via um, having typed out their work, or they could uh, handwrite it. So some of our younger uh, submitters in the third and fourth grade uh, did a lot of art with their work. Um, their understanding of story is really astounding, even from a young age. And they're just so clever. Like you'll be blown away. And our grand That's... prize winner was actually um, in a middle age group and her, her ability to write was fantastic. Okay. So there's a grand prize. So, so let's, let's uh, break that down. So do, are, are the stories um, judged by genre or by age group? And you said there's an overall grand champion. Yes. So we did it by age group because we didn't want a third grader competing against an eighth grader. So we had third and fourth grade competing against each other, fifth and sixth against each other, and then seventh and eighth um, competing against each other. So it wasn't based on genre, it was based on age. And that seemed to work really well in that, you know, you expected a certain level of writing from each age group. But our grand prize winner, um, it was the highest scoring piece, the one that the judges loved the most. And she was actually in the fifth to sixth grade range. And what was really amazing about her piece is that English is her second language and it was, oh, really? and she yeah. wants to be an author, I think. And it's a really stunning work. It's great. Did you get to know these uh, entry entrants? I got to know them as we were getting uh, ready for the end of summer banquet. So once I sent out, uh, you know, the congratulations, you've won. Would you like to come to this banquet? Would you like to submit to the podcast? I start getting getting to know them then. Um, so that was very cool. Okay. Well, um, so tell us about our winners. Um, I'm not exactly sure how many people we will hear from, but I feel like everyone should be uh, listed here um, so that we can recognize them for their great work. All right, let me go through my list then. All right, uh, for our our grand prize winner was How the Earth Was Born, and that was by Julieta Vera. And for the final banquet, it's really fun. She had grandparents from Colombia or somewhere in South America tuning in. So it was kind of cool that it was a virtual event so you could have uh, grandparents and friends from all over the country tune in to hear people read. Our uh, third and fourth grade winner was The Legend of Fairyland by Claire Bogle. Our seventh and eighth grade winner was Elements by Iris Hoffart. Oh, and then our final piece, which is a really cool one, it was actually quite long. Um, it's called, it was fifth and sixth grade, and it was titled Muses by Clementine Gogol. And uh, normally our judges are not uh, super excited to read longer pieces. I think this one was 30 or 40 pages, but they said wow. that this one really grabbed their attention. So they really enjoyed uh, reading it through the end. So we're talking like a, a, about a 12 or 13 year old? Yes. Writing 40 pages? Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. And, and and to be successful at it. I, mean, I know. I suppose you could just ramble on, but 
Well done. What was what was that individual's name again? Clementine Gogol. Ah, Clementine. Way to go. That is great. <laughs> yes, you are partway towards a full novel there. <laughs> well, um, you know, uh, I think I will leave it up to you uh, to determine what order we should hear these pieces. We have Muses by Clementine Gogol. Okay, Clementine Gogol. And this is the one that uh, had a, a 40 yes. page. Oh, but she will yeah. not have read the whole thing. She was okay. Excerpt. Okay, excellent. Just a, an excerpt. Yeah. All right. Well, let's give it a listen. Hi, I'm Clementine Gogol. I go to Highlands Elementary. I'm in fifth grade, and I'm here to read Muses. Part one, introduction. Chapter one, grieving over greed. Green Sakura had a long day. She had six hours of school and then the half-mile walk home with her friends, Kai and Mio. When she got home, she pretty much had nothing to do, as her mom had put a password on the laptop. She had already done her homework, so she was writing poetry. I see the moon, glistening in the night. A scent on the breeze. Alone, yet not afraid. I sit inside the temple, by myself. The words just flowed into her head like a waterfall, constantly pouring beautiful phrases and hilarious humor. She had written her first poem when she was four. I like bees, the bees like me. Bees give us honey, but not any money. Oh boy, I have to go pee. First poem was not very good, but she always seemed to like writing poetry. She decided to stop and get a snack. She opened the fridge. Thank God her mom had left a small bento box in the refrigerator. She chowed down with great delight. Her mom got home late. She worked at the office. Haruto got home about five minutes before her mom. Reading didn't like to discuss what had happened to her father. That day had been a blur. One day when she was about six during Japanese class, she was called down to the office. Mom tearily explained on the ride to the ER that her father had died in a car accident. She didn't know what was really happening until the funeral. She wished she had closed her eyes to that terrible memory. Haruto was her mama's fiancé. He was nice, but no one could really replace her father. Her family lived just out of Tokyo, so she pretty much had to walk a mile every day, as it was a half mile from there to the school. Life had been rough for her, but every day she said to herself, Come on, Reen, keep going, despite the death of her father would affect her forever. Chapter 2. Dance it off. Marie Bloom lived in the bustling city of Paris, France. She had always gotten everything that she wanted, yet she wasn't a brat like all the other girls at her school. She went to a fancy school called Lafayette Prep, which was an all-girls school. There was one girl that she hated. That girl was Sarah, who was also wealthy. Sarah had bullied Marie since the first day when Sarah had moved to that school. There were many clubs at Lafayette Prep, including the dance club, which she joined in kindergarten. She had always been at the top of her dance class. She came to every rehearsal, audition, and recital, except for when she had stuck for a week. That kind of sucked. Whenever she had a free minute, she would practice her pirouettes, plies, and jetés. The music just flowed through her head, magical notes igniting her inspiration, like a river of music flowing through her mind. She got home from ballet and decided to practice her grand jetés in the dance studio. She checked to see if her father was home. Gaston, is father home? Gaston checked the window. No, Marie. Of course, this was nothing unusual. Her father was at the acme of the business world nationally. No, internationally. He was always going on business trips, so she didn't see him very often. 
When he did, they spent the best of times together. Her mother kept a secret about their divorce until she was nine. Her mother worked as well. She hated that her mother didn't tell her until she was nine. She believed that she could handle it, but now that she was ten, she wasn't so sure. Chapter 3. Express Yourself Afia Yemen lived on the Ivory Coast of Africa. She loved to draw. She drew her first landscape by the time she was three. She had lots of colored pencils and art supplies as her father worked for an art company. Her friends, Baba and Akisi, were very nice. On her first day of school, the big kids pushed her on the ground and ripped up her sketchbook. Baba and Akisi came running over and helped her tape up her sketchbook. They were friends ever since that day. Her favorite class was art, obviously. One day when her teacher was sick, she picked up fresh vegetables and mutton from the market and made her a soup with a Get Well card attached to it. The next day, her teacher got better. On her report card, she got all A's, except for a B-plus in math. She loved learning and loved her teachers. One day, something horrible happened. And we're back. Wow. I would really like to hear the whole thing, wouldn't you? (laughs) I would. Yeah. So the next person is How the Earth Was Born by Julieta Vera. And she entered into the fifth and sixth grade category, but won our grand prize. Saving the best for last. Give it a listen. (laughs) My name is Julieta Vera, and I go to Overland Trail Middle School. I will be in sixth grade when school starts. My myth is called How the Earth Was Born. I hope you enjoy my excerpt. Cacamba started to freak out. Two field attempts were getting a lot of attention and rumors. The rumors started to become unstoppable. He had to try one more time. This had to work. This was going to work. He needed to think of more than one god for the task. He had to find an entire family. Suddenly, an idea popped into his head. This was his last try. Knock, knock, knock. Here we go again, thought Kakambu as he knocked on the door of the family. They were the ones who were designed for this. Kakambu just knew it. Kakambu looked to the right and to the left. There was no one on the street. Or at least on this street. All gods feared him, and they were afraid that if Kakambu was crazy, then they'd have to find a new leader. Most were afraid that they might become just as crazy by only standing near him. The door suddenly opened just a bit, and a green eye looked out at Kakambu. It was Earth's eye. Earth was the goddess of nature and life. The eye widened ever so slightly in surprise, and then the door closed just a bit more. What are you doing here? She asked. I need your help, Earth. Kakambu responded, pleading with his eyes. His eyes scanned Earth and made their way into her head, filling it with pleas. Earth sighed and let him in. Earth looked at the en- at the green entrance room from the palace to make sure that no one was watching. It was like she didn't, didn't want her family to know that Kakambu was there. Then they made their way into the desk room. And we're back. And wow, blown away. That was fantastic. Everybody was such poised readers. I really am amazed by uh, how poised they are at such a young age. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what what talent. And and I think it says something um, not only about the school system here in Johnson County, just um, getting good uh, teaching, and um, but uh, I'm sure the library has a big part 
in developing uh, so much elements of, of writing, you know, understanding stories and getting exposure to so many good books. From and, a young uh, age. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, and being around people that uh, are interested in, in stories and and Julieta has actually been participating in our English as a second language programs. Uh, through oh, the really? Side. So, yeah, we've known her for a long wow. time. That is fascinating. Well, so this was all part of summer reading, was it not? Yes, it was. Okay, so I think it's time to uh, wrap up summer reading. Um, all the kids are getting back to school, and so it's time to move our attention to other things. But um, how did we... Uh, conclude our festivities for summer reading. So we had a big uh, summer extravaganza that was uh, had fun activities for both youth and adults. So there were several live trivia games that were really popular. Uh, we had a really fun Neat. family trivia where oh. whole families logged on and competed against other families, which was really fun. Uh, we did have a nice online banquet for the winners of our writing contest and they got to read and that was so fun to see them. And it was really great. I mentioned it before how awesome it was for grandparents from across the country and friends and family to be able to log in. We had several teachers of our writers log on to hear their students, which was lovely. Uh, and then we had a really cool teen author panel at the end. That was kind of the grand finale of the big event. Uh, we had a number of high profile authors talking to our moderator and it was a very, very cool event. Wow. You know, it's it's been such a, a different and unique uh, summer with a, a lot of challenges and um, people having to pivot and uh, change course and really try to find alternatives to still make programming happen. But you all did it. You you hosted uh, a competition. You got a number of entries. All of them were high quality. You're able to judge and still have a virtual event uh, to. Uh, wrap up uh, the end of summer reading. And it sounded like that was a blast. It did, was the attendance pretty good? The attendance, like I was a little worried going in. You never know how an online event is going to be, especially since we didn't have people RSVP, but we had over 30 people come to hear four people read. So I thought that was really great. Yeah, that is. That's really great. Well, Tiffany, um, once again, you're at the Blue Valley library. And uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming to talk about the Youth Fantasy Writing Contest today. Um, you know, uh, just who, what, when, where, why, how, all that good stuff. And then, uh, you know, hearing from the the winners uh, it made my day. Well, thank you so um, much for having me. I do want to mention that there's actually going to be a fall writing contest called the Scary or Spooky Story Contest. So any young writers out there, be on the lookout for more information about that. Absolutely. And the place to do that is jocolibrary.org. Well, until next time, this is Dave Carson with Did You Hear? For more episodes of Did You Hear, go to the Johnson County Library website, jocolibrary.org slash didyouhear. Please, stay safe, everyone. <laughs>